that top down shit. Cruising on the motherfucking highway, doing your goddamn thing. Ain't worried about a motherfucking soul. Just do you, baby. Retro player, player, and 64. Cruising USA Exotica, I need some votes. Hit the floors, cause I need that flower in this hoe. Nintendo Power with the power, you gon' run the show. Flow heavy on beats like a tampon. Shorty wasn't sucking dick while your man gone. Hit it once, now your ex wanna stand up. Hitting buck, hit the chug, Norris, now you're dead wrong. Retro player, player, and 64. You ain't cuffing, get these hundreds, I'm a teller ho. It was all no love, I was dead broke. Now Welcome everybody to Jeff versus the world. This is your boy Jeff, and this is episode number eighteen. And I'm back again with my man Shahid, and we are going to do the seventh installment of the Fast and Furious franchise, Furious Seven. Uh, let's just jump right into it. Uh, where were you around this time, and how did you feel? You know, as far as the release and the news of Paul Walker, and uh, how did you feel about the movie coming out? It was a lot of, I don't know, just a lot of like anxiety around it because like the, you know, Furious 6 was a success. They would start working on Furious 7. Paul Walker has his accident. It's like a sad accident. Matter of fact, him and someone else died in like a car crash. Then they were wondering if they were going to like, you know, release the movie, postpone the movie, cancel the movie. Like a lot of people, like a lot of people kind of like took it hard and they were trying to figure out the best way to like do it while not seeming like it was like a crash cashing and stuff. Because he had filmed a, a lot of his scenes, but he ended did all of them. So I know it ended up getting delayed almost like a year. Yeah. And I know the delay time caused some changes because... Justin Lin dropped out because of scheduling conflicts, so James Wan took over. The Rock almost had to drop out because of scheduling conflicts, so he was like in it like a. You can tell watching the movie, he was he wasn't really in it all of that much. Um, but between his brothers, un you know old footage and CGI, they were able to like make the movie in a way where, if you didn't know what happened, you wouldn't know that he had passed away. Yeah, and he, you and, know, yeah, go ahead. Like and that was one of like, you know, one of the when we reached that part of CGI where you could do stuff like that because it was like you know you done holograms with two pots people crack jokes and you do like voices and the age and that stuff but it was still kind of like in the infant stages and this one they were every like jury rig and basically have an actor be there even though he wasn't even alive anymore. Yeah, because as you can tell, the budget was like one ninety million. So it was like, yeah, yeah. The, the, the budget really went up, I guess, just to even finish the, you know, finish the movie. I mean, but of course, it's like these movies continue to make money. So the more money they made, the higher the budget goes, how norm, how it normally goes on blockbusters and it not come and it waiting to come out 2015 instead of, you know, basically like what's supposed to come out. 2014 so they end up getting delayed a year and end up being like the the biggest grocer by a lot and the eighth highest grossing film of all time 1.5 billion all time like it was like the fastest to reach a billion worldwide ever like this thing was like a a blockbuster like a monster blockbuster and and i don't know if it was part of it just because like one it's an awesome movie 
of course, it's the whole Paul Walker thing, similar like to Dark Knight with Heath Ledger, just like on a different scale. And it's just like, I think this is the only one I've ever I've got emotional in. And I think a lot of, I tell a lot of people like, Fast Five might be the best overall movie. This one's the most impactful. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, it's basically like one in one day we try to figure out what's the best. And it's, people say it's either this one or the seventh one. Yeah, because I, I mean this one, this one or the fifth one. I remember uh, vividly when the movie, you know, the movie's ending, and I'm gonna say it. It probably wasn't even a dry eye in the house. I don't care how tough you think you are, because that was they. It was real. They did it in such a beautiful way that it was like, you know, okay, I'm fine. If they were to, you know, leave it here or to, you know, pick it up and keep going, and I think I think they did Paul Walker justice, you know, as far as that. Yeah, and it was almost in like a meta way, like. You hear the character, you hear Dominic Toretto talking, but it feel like it's Vin Diesel talking to us. Yeah, the way it's there, like that speech there, and it didn't feel out of place, but it just feel like real. Like you don't watch these type of movies that think you want to like feel it emotionally, even though they've had like tragic events and like emotional peaks and stuff like that. But that one, I remember saying thing. I'm watching this, and they're going looking at each other. And Dom goes one way, and Brian basically like takes the intersect, you know, the off ramp to go somewhere else. And yeah, that that thing hit me. I was like, wow. And I remember reading reviews. Like a lot of people was like, I thought I was going to see racing cars and big butts. I think I was going to cry. Yeah, um, but they were far past that anyway. I mean, that aspect of the movie. No, it was there. It got to the point where people like respected it. But I don't think people ever think they're getting emotional to Fast and Furious movie. True. And I think that's what it seems like. It wasn't like that whole snarky thing. It was like it was a lot more emotion than I thought. And, you know, the movie was gangbusters. And it was, what was the Rotten Tomato score? Somewhere in like the high 70s or something like that? Low 80s? I think either this one or Five is like the highest as far as Rotten Tomato score wise. Also, what's interesting is this was a lot of people's jumping on point. I mean, unfortunately, it was because of Paul Walker dying. But I, I know a lot of people say, you know, I'm going. I don't know nothing about Fast and Furious, but I'm going to see this movie because I like Paul Walker mm-hmm. or for whatever reasons. Yeah. And then he went back and you know looked at the other movies, similar to what I did with Fast Five. But uh, yeah, let's 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 jump into the movie. Uh, take it away, Shahid. Okay, so this will be one of the easiest synopsis in the world. Oh, yeah. Deckard Shaw gets Deckard Shaw gets payback for Diamond again almost murdering his brother, hands and sue. That's the short version. The long version is, you know, Deckard Shaw is the brother of the villain of Furious Six, murders one member of the crew, almost murders another's whole family, forcing Diamond again to basically come out retirement and revenge. And their plan of revenge is working with whatever federal agency an unnamed federal agency to work together to rescue this hacker who has in their possession this device called the God's Eye, which can track any person in the world using any, you know, technological tool that has a camera and a microphone. Using this device, they will track down Decker Shaw before he tracks him down. And I will say that plan is ridiculous because let's we might as well get a villain. It's re- and people made jokes. The whole plot of the movie is them getting this device so they can find this one person that seems to find them everywhere they go in the first place. Yeah. He's a, he's a shadow. So what was the point? The point is, 
I can't give you an answer on that because it is insanely crazy. It doesn't make it doesn't make sense, but it does make sense. I guess what they're saying is we, he he's he can always find you, but you guys need to find him before he finds you. I guess that's uh-huh. what they're going. It's like with. it's like it's like playing a Legend of Zelda. Say you need to find a Triforce to find Ganon, and Ganon jumps in every damn castle. You guys like if he's going to be where I'm at, why not just wait for him? But that's neither here nor there. That's basically the plot of the movie, and they have moved past, way past stealing cars to like being official government agents, continuing to be official government agents, and not just because like they like the Rock. So we talked about the you know villains as far. Jason Statham's the best villain they had, no doubt, bar none. Yeah, hands down. And it says a lot where Digimon Hansu would have been the biggest. Started whatever had a villain up to this one, and he's like the secondary villain. Like that's how big Jason Statham is. Like this is like a whole first time. Like let's get a movie star to be the villain, because they've had like actors before, and they've even had star. Like you know, Luke Evans is a good actor, but he's never been like a star his own movie. Um, you know, Cole Hauser or Rick Yoon, they've been in movies. They weren't movie stars. Jason Statham's a movie star. Jason Statham is like, you know, basically the heir apparent of that whole Jean-Claude Van Damme, Steven Seagal action star where I can make an action movie in a movie theater and still make money and still be popular. And it's like, I think people tend to sleep on how much of a big deal Jason Statham was and still is. And it's like, he just brought a whole different level, like professionally, like, you know what? They're not playing games with this whole adversary stuff anymore. They're being serious. And it's and it starts off him giving a speech to his brother that's somehow alive. I don't know how. <laughs> Cause last time we saw Owen Shaw, he flies out of a burning plane at how many miles per hour and had to hit the ground at least what four or five times? At least. And he's just there just healing, you know, gets in a coma and Decker Shaw's giving this speech about basically like, you know, I've been the big brother protecting my little brother whenever he got some kind of fights. He get an argument with, with dad. I ended up getting beat. He started fighting school. I ended up finishing. And, you know, I guess you're my bird in the bear and I got to bear you one last time. Give this speech to nurse and doctor talking about make sure nothing happens to my, my brother. And then they pan out. He basically wrecked the hospital where his brother's staying at. So how, how, how are we supposed to take care of your brother if you damn near <laughs> you damn near one man army eliminated this hospital. All we have is this room. Yes. All you have is this room. Eliminate the hospital, murder how many soldiers and guards, and then proceeds to use a grenade to blow up the bottom floor just in case. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, don't worry about all that. Just take care of my brother. It's just a stab. It's like, yeah, this guy's going to be trifled with. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was a beautiful open for the for to set the tone for what the movie was to set the tone of a new villain. Uh, per you know, it I thought it was great, and it was it was just like the movies have been. It tops itself because he was just a one man army. Yeah, and it's like the first movie where it's almost from the villain's perspective. Like the move normally the movie is about you know the gang trying to do something or people screwing them and they get revenge. This one is like, I'm getting payback against these jackasses that try to murder my brother. And, you know, so they're busy doing retirement. You know, Hobbs is there working with what's your girl, your favorite side piece? Oh, Elena? As you call her. <laughs> Elena. Yeah. So, 
Whoa, you know, she bouncing. Wait, wait, wait. Before you get there, let's let me be clear because I want to make sure I got this right. She was a Rio working with the she was she worked with the Rio police. Mm-hmm. She quit that job to go hang out with the damn near criminal. And now mm-hmm. she's what it was it called? DS DSS DSS, DSS yes. agent with Hobbs. And not even you know, I don't even know if she got her American citizenship yet. Yo, the come up is real. Like come up very well. She got the short hair, she got the short professional haircut, government benefits, like she had to be playing way more as DSS agent than she was like a real you know, patrol officer. Do you so how 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 did that paperwork happen? That's like a weird dude. So she she was before Kevin Durant. Yeah, I'm just gonna go work with the DSS. Why not? I mean, I mean, but it's like you gotta have recommendation, and then considering the fact that in between Rio and her current job, she was on the run with an international criminal. She pulled a gun out on Hobbs. She pulled a gun out on her old corrupt boss. Pulls a gun out on her current boss to protect the boyfriend that she eventually leaves because her boyfriend found, spoiler alert, his wife. Man, she pregnant. From the dead. Is Elena pregnant right now? We won't. We'll get to that the next movie. Okay. Let's just leave that be. So anyway, they're there, you know, the rock, you know, Hobbs still rocking the Under Armour, has his big ass Stanford doing his paperwork, Elena leaves. And then, you know, we see Shaw there, you know, doing what he does, you know, finding intel and all these jokers. And it's like, you know, I know who got who's the people that work with you to get my brothers like. And like I said, I noticed with these movies, the more the movies progress, the more ridiculous lines they give the rock to say (laughs) is Hobbs. Because he's like, you know, you're going to wish, like, I'm going to hit you so hard, you're going to wish your mama kept her lace closed. And it, <laughs> instead, of, instead of having you, like, it's just so 80s wrestling promos. And he just pulls them off because he just says them straight. And they have an awesome fair fight, which makes me mad about Fast Five. Oh, let's not even again. get started. Yes. <laughs> So they and they fight like contrast, just like Hobbs is all strength and power. And this act is funny where this is like the seeds of where this whole relationship starts. Like, you know, Hobbs is all power, brute force. Shaw is all skill and finesse and everything like that. They having a nice even fight. And it's the first time in this series, like you see a rock pull out his old wrestling moves, hits him with a rock bottom through a glass table. Mm-hmm. And I like how the camera changes. So it basically goes from vertical to horizontal and following a move. And I don't know if we mentioned, like we mentioned that they have a different director. I know there's a lot of, it's funny thinking that now, I know there's a lot of people weren't sure about James Wan doing this. Cause it was like, yeah, he's a successful director, but he, he just did horror movies. Yeah. Like he did saw, he did like saw, he did insidious, you know? So it's like, is this really his wheelhouse? And you think about that now, how laughable that is. He's one of the few people that have done billion, multiple billion dollar movies from different franchises. Because he did this, he did Aquaman. Hey, he, so, he's really good at what he does. And you can watch this movie and you can tell, like one, you can tell two things. He knows his action and he filmed a lot of his, like, a, I know a lot of the cuts and stuff he did. He filmed it like Saw. Like a horror movie. Yeah. Yep. 
like little bits in here and there. Like you could tell it was different from Justin Lin, but you never felt like, oh, he doesn't he can't handle the action. Like and I never felt like he didn't like I was like, oh, I'm surprised like this is done very well. I'm pleasantly surprised. So anyway, they have their fight. Rock wins what, ten nine decision? Hobbs cheats. Yeah. <laughs> like Yeah. Cheats yeah. Shaw cheats twice as he as he said he's not here to play games. No fair fight. Elena come in having her boss back because Elena's ride or die. Shaw throws out a grenade. Hobbs grabs Elena, jumps through a window to avoid <laughs> the grenade blast, and lands back first about what three four stories with a grown ass woman on his chest through a car. It, granted, he's hurt. He's not as hurt as I th- I thought he would be like, a little more hurt than he was. But I was like, oh, okay. And, and then it leads to the question. He's in the hospital. He's had like a broken he's like a broken leg. Was like, no, oh, it was, it was a fracture. It was, it was fractured, uh, two fractures in the leg. Something crazy the way they worded it. Like yeah. two bone broke, fractures in the leg. Something crazy. Yeah, I thought like he hurt his leg, broke some ribs, hurt his, like broke his arm, something like that. Just all out and about. So you see that, like, okay, that's reasonable. You would think he'd be dead. At least he's injured. And he think about, oh, we saw Furious 6. Dom did five times that catching Letty and just walked away. Exactly. Don't think he got dust, got dust on his tank top. And it's kind of like, mm-hmm. but, but, I like Granted, you did, but we did clearly say, you know, his schedule was kind of shaky. So we had to, they had to figure out a way not to have him be in the movie a lot. And it fits in the whole, like we said, the whole Trinity thing where you have three stars and they never interact all at the same time. And Fury Six handled that by having, you know, Brian doing his own thing. And this one handles it by having Hobbs like basically in a hospital. So Shaw gets his info, finds Han, kills Han. Yeah, man, bring back Han. But yeah, Han's out of there. And, and let, so me, let's let everybody know we are we are in the t- in the timeline. We are current now. Yes, finally current. So, meanwhile, everyone else is, you know, trying to do a retire life. Dom and Letty are, like, trying to do this whole wear couple thing, even though Letty doesn't have her memory. Like, it's coming back and forth, and she's with this man that's just looking at her with all these Google eyes and stuff like that, <laughs> and she can't, like, relate. They go to Race Wars, has a race, you know, have your little 10-second race, give advice. Oh, and shout out. We talked about how this movie gets people on the come up. And one of the people, which is even Ig- funny at the time, Iggy Azalea. Iggy. <laughs> yeah. And you think I think about like, it like, like, yo, that's they really got her pre, like, you know, before she got big. Uh-huh. And before she had her downturn. Like, she was right almost as, as big as she's going to get. And right before she started saying a whole bunch of stuff she shouldn't have said and just falling on down. Yep. So... <sighs> yeah so it is yeah that's how they that's basically how they do so they had a race she's just freaking out they go to basically her grave well, it has to be a something just just a whole mental just you know just a mental screw up you see in a grave that's supposed to be you and it's like you know she basically say you looking at me as this woman that you have all these memories for and I have no idea what that is. Like, I don't have any of that. I don't know what that is. And I can't 
I keep be I can't be who you want me to be. So they see has to leave. And then, you know, it's like, and the whole thing is like, like you said, this whole time they're married and he still hasn't told her. Which I understand because that I think that would have been too heavy for her. It was already bad enough, like you said, with the Google eyes, just looking at me all crazy. And I'm just like, I, I think I know you, but I'm not, you know, it's in bits and pieces. So if I, I tell, if I tell her we married, she she really gonna leave. Yeah, and it's kind of like I know why he was doing it, but it's gotta be tough. Just dealing with that, so he's done with that. Brian is done with the domestic life, and Ooh. it's hilarious to see him. You know, he's shifting gears, his hands tightening the wheel, and he's driving a minivan. He is not happy. Not happy at all. He's just like, I know this is what I wanted. And he's just so damn bored. <laughs> and that's like one of the over. And it's just funny. And it's just so weird with his storyline, knowing like real life, like, you know, he passed away, how he passed away. And this whole thing is. And basically, like, the whole, this whole plot is like, you know, I love me. I love my kids. I miss the bullets. Like, I miss the adrenaline. I miss doing what that they used to do. And it's like, it's something to be said about that, even though it just seems so ridiculous. It's, I I don't know, because at first when I first saw the movie, I was just like, oh man, you got to be careful what you ask for. Then you know that's how you know that that was mm-hmm. me around that time. But now it's just like I can sort of understand where he's coming from because it's just like I've been doing this for what, how many years? Ten years? We would ten, about ten years. Who knows? I mean, just think think about all the stuff we've seen him in from Fast and Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, and you know, yeah, it is like all of these different adventures and action stuff they're doing. They've been all over the world fighting tanks and planes and just like it's been like an adrenaline rush. And now it's like, yeah, I'm rich. I'm with the woman I love. I don't have to worry about this whole thing. Is like, what's his job? Picking up his son, yeah. Taking like he's picture. think about it. You, we were in two, you know, law enforcement. You had two law enforcement jobs. You've been a, a wanted criminal. Now you're free of that. You don't have to worry about money. But it's like, what's his like? With his skill set, he's a dad. Like, yeah, I can see why he's like. This is no. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to get this parking spot, this minivan, because that's the most excitement I'm going to get, because like, I went from fighting all over Europe to I have absolutely nothing to do. And it's not like he's old, either. No. So. They are young. I, I got I to gotta stress this for people again. Everybody in the crew are millionaires. Mm-hmm. They don't have to do any of this. If they say, you know what, I'm out. Man, I'm going to do relax with this money. It's fine. But in Brian's case, like you say, he is just miserable. He's just miserable. Yeah, and it's not like he's the type that has an extravagant lifestyle like Roman. So the money he got, well, well, I know it's Los Angeles, but it's like the house paid for. The money they got will last, basically, based on how they live. So, yeah, it's kind of like I can relate to a small extent because there's always people talk about do this X, Y, and Z to get to the finish line. They never tell you what to do once you reach the finish line. And 
like for me, I'm at that point where I'm like, you know, I'm at the finish line of my life. And I'm like, now what? I, <laughs> I, so I can relate to I can relate to Brian O'Connor in this movie because I'm like, I just wake up. I do the same. As long as I wake up, do the same thing. Life has no concerns whatsoever. And 95 percent of people's like, that's what they want in life. And I have that. And it's like, cool. Now what? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I can I can understand that because it, when you when you get into a marriage or married life and you have kids, it's a different it's a whole different world. And I can't stress that I can't stress that enough because it's like and when you're financially stable and you don't have any worries, it's just your days are just your days. You just go through your days and may, of course you you enjoy this because you don't want to be living uh, you know like how you used to live but it's different mm-hmm. so I, I i totally understand that so they're basically like adapting with life their way so meanwhile shaw does what he does to han call you know makes the phone call like the same phone call we saw the interferior six to Dominic after they get a gift from a package from Japan, like, oh, you know, Han sent us this. This is weird. So it's like Dominic Toretto, you don't know me. It's Han about to blow up. Boom, you're about to. Dom puts two and two together, jumps out, and let's not stress this enough. He tries to he blows up their house and try to murder the entire family. Remember that, people. <laughs> After killing Han, like he blows up the house, and Dom's there, Mia's there, Brian's there, and the baby's there. And you see Brian close the minivan door to, you know, prevent, you know, you know, use his body to shield from the blast. His face hits the minivan window and breaks. Mia's losing her mind, calling for Jack, not for her brother, her husband. No. So yeah, keep this in mind that yeah, once your wife has a child, you get pushed from one to one A. Yeah, <laughs> don't, you, you forget, don't forget that you are not top priority anymore. <laughs> and it's all dramatic. She's like, yeah! in slow mo, and you know nothing happened to the baby because like this is fear. Although it's funny saying like you know nothing happened to the baby. Like I would have been a lot more confident saying that before F- F- Fate of the Furious came out. Ooh. But that's neither here nor there. So anyway, oh hold like, on, you forgot something. Mia is pregnant again. Yep. Yes. So it's like I already have one. I'm about to have another one. She feels a certain kind of way because she feels like Brian is like you know. I know he misses this life. I hope he don't resent me. And she's having like an honest conversation with her brother and like Don was like you know you're the best thing to happen to Brian. Brian's a better man for you, which is the wise and honest thing. But it's like if anyone knows about that whole lifestyle, Dom gotta know. And it's almost like they're saying Dom is like, you know, I got knocked sense to Brian for his sake and my sister's sake. Yep. He's the one that's basically, you know, talking Brian through this and, and, and basically giving him the words he needs to hear. Yes. So they, they, you know, go to Japan. Your boy from Tokyo Drift makes a comeback. And I don't mean Twinkie. <laughs> Uh, but I, okay, with this part, I I, I want to ask you: Did you notice how it was cut? It was stock footage, and then it was like current. They had to actually yeah. record. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I but for 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 everybody, know I'm so excited because I just found out that 
Louis Black signed up for two more Fast and Furious movies. So that means mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. means he will be in the uh, I guess the next two. That means if that means if they want to use him, no, he will be there. I mean, no, no doubt. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I hope. I hope there's doubt. So <laughs> it's because like, I've been catching up with like the um the casting, and they already announced that Helen Marion will be back and Charlize Theron will be back. So yeah, when you sent me that, I was like, oh wow, I didn't expect you know I didn't expect her to bring back um what was her name in the movie uh. Cipher. Yeah, Cipher. I didn't expect that. But. I mean, but she she didn't die. Yeah. And you got Charlize Theron. You're not going to not use her. So I'm just curious of how that goes. So anyway, you know, they have, it's funny having the speech, like, you know, between Dominic <laughs> and Sean. Because it's just so two completely different personalities. And it's like, Sean just come off with such a small hillbilly next to Dominic. Yeah. Like, it's real. Like, when he was in his own movie, it was all cute and it was funny. You put him with those two, it's like, yeah, he just seemed like the great values version of the of like, you know, Brian, Brian and Dom. Yeah. It's you that scene he got swallowed up. He still got swallowed up. It was just like the character the character Dominic Toretto. And maybe that will you know it was supposed to be because he's still supposed to be what, eighteen? Yeah, which makes sense because he's a yeah. kid and Dominic oh, man, like I know American muscle was fast. I know it's that <laughs> fast. Damn. <laughs> uh, so it's that accent just puts it just gives me a laugh every time I see it. So you know, basically has the stuff from the car crash. You see a picture of Giselle, and then you get oh yeah, Giselle. <laughs> still, yeah. still so sad. R.I.P. Gal Gadot's character. Like it's just still so sad. And then you see Letty's cross. Mm-hmm. That's used to be Don Cross. Like, well, how did this get here? And then just wondering, like, okay, you can start to see the math together. Like, the last time I saw this was when Letty was rolling with Owen Shaw. Owen talked about his brother all the time. So we putting two and two together. It's like, okay, so now I know what the whole deal is. So they bring, and it's funny, they bring Han home. They gonna have the funeral in Los Angeles. Yeah, where's Han from? Where's Han from originally? That and I, that, I, that's what I was trying to understand. I was like, I guess he was from Los Angeles. I don't yeah. know because he Cause, just yeah, because you know he's not from Tokyo. He was just there. You know him and Don were friends for like a while, but they never really established. They never really established like you know where he came from. Like he's I, Korean. I guess maybe because Dom is like you know L.A. where I live at. This is this is all my crew's home, so I'm bringing him home. I guess I don't know. I mean, it it could fit. You just never thought about it because, like, the first time you saw him was in Tokyo Drift, so you always assumed like Japan was his home base. Is like, but then it's already like, no, Japan is where he went to. He had a whole other life before he got there, and they never really go into like they go on some characters' backstories, like you know, Romans from California when him and Brian were friends back in the day, and you know, Ted is from Florida. Hmm. Giselle was from you know. Themyscaria <laughs> before she joined Israeli special forces yeah. and like so on and so forth. So they had the funeral, and then you see the people at the funeral, and you see Ted, and you see Roman. And it's funny. I remember when Paul Walker passed. Like a lot of people said, some people were real sad. Like I remember Michelle Rodriguez took it hard, and I remember Tyrese took it real hard. Yeah, 
I remember that. And I remember we talked about how they were like friends, friends in real life. Mm-hmm. You could tell how based on like the interaction, like you could believe that. And yeah, it's just tough. Like they did Han's funeral and he's like, no more funerals. He's having a speech to Brian. You know how I just thought about how creepy that is. He's yeah. having a speech to Brian about, you know, it's the last room, no more funerals. Knowing in real life, he went to that man's funeral. Yeah. I, I, and then, you know, I remember in the movie theater, some, some people reacted. So it was like, oh, no, you know, like females are like, oh, you know, because you we already know, you know, what happened to the actual man, Paul, Wal- you know, Paul Walker. Mm-hmm. And then for him to be having that speech, it was just it's just weird. It's just it, it don't give you yeah. a good feeling. Yeah. And then he's giving that speech. It's like, you know, I know he's watching this. There's one more funeral to go to his. And this is like a stab. It's like, yeah, we ain't just I'm arresting they passed that I'm bring you in part. It's like, you know, I'm going, I'm going to get you. Like, I'm going to get you. But before that, you know, Dom meets up with Hobbs in the hospital. Hmm. You know, Elena's there and they had a little thing. It's like, you know, Hobbs is, you know, Hobbs did this, this and this. And Dom's like, how you doing? Elena's kind of looking like, it's like awkward. Cause like they did have a relationship she may or may not be pregnant at this point. And it's, you know what's funny? This scene plays a lot different after knowing Fate of the Furious. Because it's like yeah. a lot of like tension there. It's like, is this more than like, you know, we used to date type tension? It's like, I got something to tell you, but I don't want to tell you. Yeah, like it's not the right time. You're going through stuff. And it's funny where I always wonder her relationship with Hobbs. Was it just, we worked together because it's like it gotta be more like it gotta be something there. The whole thing, you know, he recruits her when they first get to Rio, and then he respects her enough that even after she did all the stuff she did in Fury Six, he gets her job and they like working together in America. And he's there at the hospital, and he's there at the hospital. It's like you know, going get the you know getting his daughter and stuff like that. So it's more than just you know, it's professional. You think? I think it was more of a big brother. Like okay. You know, I know you had some things happen in your life, but you, you know, you're a good, honest woman, except when you tried to pull the pistol out on me. But other than that, you know, I, it I, takes I, a lot of tr- it takes a lot of trust for you to like, you know, go pick, go look at, go look after my daughter. Yeah, because she, I, I think that's mostly what it is the, the big brother, so, you know, mentor thing. Yeah, and you never, and it's funny how this movie realized that the rock's a sex symbol and they basically like just play jokes about it. Like they never like pay too much. Especially furious eight, like it's real established. And he's like, you know, okay, he's a single father. Mm-hmm. So he's there, you know, raising his daughter that looks like Roman Reigns, his niece <laughs> or he's you no. Know, and it's just funny. It's like, you know, my dad said, you know, my dad said he kicked your ass once. And it's so sad thinking about what happened in the relationship seeing this one seeing how buddy buddy and how they respect each other and they gave him the speech like you know breaking breakdowns guys Deckard Shaw he did this this and this basically he was like you know British special forces he did a lot of you know wet work until he got too dangerous they tried to kill him they failed and he's been like missing ever since basically this whole thing is like he can go where he needs to go like a ghost and you can't find him he'll find you and it's like well I'm gonna kid him anyway and it's like officially I say let the you know authorities handle it unofficially as you know brother to brother. I'm gonna tell you it's like you know one thing you got them your sights don't miss. And it's and it's funny seeing their relationship in this one like they basically like you know you my homie. 
I'm going to tell you like brother to brother thing and seeing how they fill out. And you know you what? Know? The fallout, I, it, I was thinking about that. I was like, man, this speech really hit right. You know, the brother to brother thing. What I think, I'm almost sure that I felt that Vin Diesel felt like if we're going to keep going on with this and if you're on board, I don't need you to be uh, uh, Paul Walker or, you know, Brian O'Connor. But I need you to be that the, the background to me. And I, I just think that's what he felt. And at that point, you know, with the Hobbs character, he became a popular character. The Rock is maybe as popular or pop more popular than you. And I think that's where, the, you know, that's when all the stuff started happening, because I think he wanted him to be like, no, you know, this is my vehicle. This is my movie. This is my baby. You just got to, you know, be the background. But the thing is, like, even the rock playing like side, like the rock playing side in the background, it's the rock. You're not going to not notice the rock. That's what I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. And I, and, I, um, and it's not, and I think that's more like Vince ego. just made his money. It's ego. Vince just made his, because he didn't pay regard, he's a producer. So I'm sure he gets like, you know, points on net or gross or whatever, everything like that, profit wise. So the movie doing better will enrich him. And everybody knows that's a Vin Diesel thing anyway. It's like, that's the first, that's the person ever since Furious 4 has been like through his viewpoint. At this point, it's already established like this is his thing. And it's like, he's leaning up. It's like the Avengers. Even when Iron Man's in the background, it's still Robert Downey Jr. You notice Iron Man, even though it's like Captain America's like the leader, like that. You never not notice Iron Man. So he don't have to like haul the spotlight because you know it's he is who he is. And he and you never hear Robert Downey complain about work because he getting paid. He made what like something like seventy five million dollars from Endgame because he gets like a money based off like, you know, gross, like gross profits. You think he's sweating about how much screen time and cameras? No, like he passed that. I'm almost sure if they go talk to Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr., they may get their heads together. Because, I mean, it's just, like I said, I just think that's what he wanted. He wanted The Rock to be, you know, you, you know you'll, be in, you'll be beside me. You're not going to be in front of me. And you may, uh-huh. you may not be too much behind me, but this is me. This is, this is my yeah. project. Well, the biggest mistake that he made was not only, one, getting The Rock in his movie. If he had attitude, one, you got The Rock, and then, two, you got Jason Statham. And that's where the problem is kind of like, not only did you get people in your, your genre similar to you, you got people in your genre that, that are better than you mm-hmm. as far as action stars. Because no offense to Vin Diesel, he's had an excellent career. He has a lot of franchises going on. He does just fine as an actor. The Rock and Jason Statham are better yeah. as far as doing action movie. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you can be great and not be the best. And... It shouldn't be an ego thing, but became an ego thing that the seeds were planted, I think, in this one. And they really sprouted in Furious 8, but we'll get to that when we get to that. So anyway, they're there at the funeral, and Shaw's just there, and I think a Lamborghini just stalking, like, just just waiting there. And, of course, Dom sees him, Dom chases him. And it's funny how they do the chase scene. Like, it's not a lot of music going on. You just see them, you know, Dom's chasing Shaw. Even though why would Shaw run? And mm-hmm. that's the first thing. It's like you know, 
He's not right. He just want to get in a, in a spot. And they do the first of this, you know, the first of two chickens where it's like they room rooming. And normally you see chickens it's like somebody stopped somebody swerving last time. Ain't no swerving this time. No. From neither one of them. And of course, Shaw has his car reinforced. And Vin and Dom complains of, oh, reinforced chassis. <laughs> That's like going in the ring with like loaded gloves. And Shaw's like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, you mess with my brother. You think this, I told you I'm out here to play games. You think this is a street, like. He sounded like a buster. Yeah, like, you, <laughs> you think I came up here for a street fight? He pulls a gun out. Like, no, I'm, I ain't here to throw him. I'm here to put you in a box. I ain't here to throw no hands. I'm here to throw bullets. Like, it's basically Dom's like, I'm doing this the honorable way and blah, blah, blah. And Shaw is like, screw all that. Yeah, I'm killing you. You almost over. killed my you almost killed my brother. You went against you went against my family. This is what happens. You go against a man's family like that, a man like me. And yeah, Dom is way out of his element because he's thinking, okay, I'm gonna we're gonna square up and it's gonna be just like it was all the other movies. And nope. And right before he's about to get murdered, because Shaw was gonna shoot him. You know, special forces come out of nowhere. And were they in a tunnel? It looked like that's what it like more like a yeah it was a tunnel. Okay, so they're just rappelling from somewhere in this high ass ceiling and somewhere out of nowhere. And who shows up? And this is the stand like yeah, Fast and Furious is a big time franchise. Kurt Russell. This is the best casting job in. This is the best casting in all of them. I don't care what nobody says because they got Kurt Russell to come in and be Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. He it was just like even. He swallowed up scenes with Dominic. It was just great. I just thought that yes. was it was just like he's just too cool. He was like, I'm cool, but I'm gonna be so I can be cool in this movie too. Kurt Russell is one of those actors where he's been a movie star and never let it get to his head. Exactly. He's just been like, because you look at his career, his career is just amazing. And he don't get that like big time movie star credit because he's never been like a bigger than life character. Like He's been doing this for a long ass time. He's he's always been cool. He it's like you say, he never took it. He did Big Trouble in Little China. He yes. didn't take his career seriously like a lot of these actors. Yeah. He had fun with it. Yeah, he'll do big movies, small movies, western, sci-fi. I mean, the man did Escape from New York and Captain Ron. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, he has range. He'll do like the trashy pulp, like, you know thrillers like um what was the one unlawful entries like him and ray leota because it was all yeah and he like it doesn't matter what role like he'll be a dirty cop he'll be a good cop he'll be a villain like it does not matter he's always got a cool swagger about him and now he's like i'm grown up you know silver fox kurt russell coming swag like oh my name don't matter what my name is. It's Mr. Nobody. nobody. Yeah. Mr. Nobody. Like, you know, I just got this name. I got a mutual friend say so you might need some help. So he's like, you know, please let my man go. He's starting to turn the green around the gills. Cause meanwhile, Dom's choking him. I was like, you let him get away. It's like, I'm really I'm really thinking I just saved your life, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> so so he basically like gets a man, recruits him. And you know it's funny how they play it. They play it subverting expectations because the whole time you're thinking like he's going to turn on Dom and his team, mm-hmm. and they had like little bits and stuff where you think like, oh, okay, this is the time when he realized he's a bad guy, and it never happens. No, never. 
it because it's always Dom. You could tell Dom had that like, I'm not sure about this guy, but I'm gonna go with it for right now. Mm-hmm. So he breaks up, you know, he breaks up the plan. He breaks down the plan saying, you know, we got this hacker named Ramsey that's taken by this terrorist named Moses Jakandi, played by Jijima Hatsu, because he's either being attacked by terrorists or he's a terrorist in a lot of his movies. And that's like you said, a casting person. Jijima Hatsu still working. Like I remember I was watching, he was almost like in two or three straight um, comic movies because yeah. he popped up in Aquaman. He popped up in Shazam and Captain Marvel. Damn it, he did, didn't he? Back to back to back. Yo, I forgot. <laughs> getting checks. And I just saw a preview for the new Kingsman prequel, and he's in that. Yep. Man, and stay working. Get, the, get them checks. He's Samuel Jackson with an accent. Get those, <laughs> get those checks. So anyway, he had this person, you know, this hacker named Ramsey, and it's somewhere in Kazakhstan, the mountains. Like, you know, we got to get them out. If not, you know, we'll never see him again. They have this device called the God's Eye that can use any device to track anybody. And you know how you think about technology to use. You know how scary that is. Yeah. All this stuff about privacy and like, and it's funny now we think about Siri and Alexa and how it's used and like, it had me look at my phone sideways, like this movie, because it's like, I always laugh at them. Oh, I don't do certain stuff because of privacy. I'm like. You live in a you live in a country with technology. Privacy's out the window. Like that ship has that ship has sailed. So just make sure you ain't doing nothing that's gonna get you locked up and don't worry about the rest. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Because I mean your phone is if you got a cell phone, they know everything. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so it's like, you know, I'm gonna do this, this, and this and this. He's like, you know, you wanna drink? And he's like, Oh, you know, I normally drink this thing, but I heard you're a corona guy. This big tub of Corona just happened to have it. This man did his research. Oh, you know, you're going to get this person, need the team. I need my own team. I thought you say that. So I called, I made some calls and got the, you know, the team there. So all of a sudden you see Roman and Ted and Brian there. And then all of a sudden Letty shows up. Yep, the team is complete. Yeah. It's like, you know, I know you didn't want me da 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 da, but I know you need me. So I'm here. I'm back and everything like that. And. Yeah, so meanwhile, this the whole thing. Before that, even the whole team was together thing, they were chilling. Um, Mia was chilling in the Dominican with Brian yep. to make sure they protected so Shaw wouldn't get him. And you know how you talk about casting the dude Mondo where they got the safe. You want to know how they got the safe from Fast Five? Like, oh, when Don called me say you need a safe. safe yeah. you know, that was something serious. This is no problem. And I'm like, oh, this I don't know who this dude is. It's like, okay, they got school dude. So I did research. His name is Romeo Santos. He's a big, big time Latin music star. Which goes along with what we've been saying the whole time. <laughs> Vin Diesel, like big time. Like Vin Diesel has a way of like, I'm going to get people from these genres I like that wouldn't normally be seen in these type of movies and get them together and make magic happen. And it's funny, like, Vin Diesel has a big ego, but I don't think it's malicious. I just think it's like he just has this whole I just love life and I love it as much as possible. And sometimes it can be overbearing. But the people who friends with him, they friends friends. Oh, yeah. Like, they you see them like, you know, I remember Natalie Emanuel was like, 
I was having a birthday party and Vin just flew out. Of, he was busy filming something. He came and flew halfway across the country just to speak for a few hours and flew back. Like stuff like that. Like you, you hear people's like, you know, I got my career started because of Vin. He's always had my back and stuff like that. So he inspires a lot of loyalty in real life. Kind of like Dominic Toretto. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, they coming up with this plan and they're trying to figure out how they're going to hit this. Basically, they're on a mountain. No way in, no way out. And Roman doing what Roman does, talking his trash. And it's like, <laughs> no. And it's like, and, and this is the first one where Asa and Dom is like, they have a conversation. Oh, yeah, finally. I guess it. I guess it took some time for him to, ro- or you know, for him to be like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and talk to this this black man. Like he like, go ahead, Roman. Let me hear what you got to say. And they had this plan. It's like you know, we're gonna hit him where he wouldn't expect it. And you're wondering what that is. And then you see them. You see. So you've seen. I've seen enough trailer. Knew what was happening. You see them in this big ass plane. It's like they gonna really parachute these cars out these planes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and the whole thing about it comedy bit uh roman is saying the plan and the guy's like well how do you expect to get on here and he just goes oh tej and he's like, i got an idea mm-hmm. you should ask tej like in tej they're playing a video game with everybody chilling and they all cracking jokes and roman is scared shitless <laughs> as he should because i watched the behind the scenes stuff they really did that. They practiced. They didn't say how many practice run it took. They've like, if we're gonna do this, let's see if we can really do it in real life. They actually practiced having cars parachute out of a plane and land in real life. How insane that is. That's why the budget, you wonder why the budget is 190 million dollars. Like, that's one of the reasons why the budget costs what it costs. Cause their whole thing is it's fun, and we've talked about it. The, re- the real ridiculous stuff they tend to do in real life. That's why it looks the way. That's why it never looks cheap. Let's do it. If you're going to do it, do it big, I guess. And it's funny. It's like they get cracked on somebody. You can't do this stuff in real life. And a lot of times they actually are doing it in real life. And they have in there. So they jump. They roll out of a plane. <laughs> they parachute on this road. Hoping this caravan happens to be here and of course Roman floats away he misses the road everyone else hits it and I remember that scene was in there and people watched like I heard people whisper they ain't gonna do this really and then people start laughing because like this is insane and you see it and you see Brian's face because like oh I finally got what I want so he's out the car he's out the plane he's in the car and it's like yeah they actually did that and the fear that Tyrese had, he was just screaming Tash because he knew Tash, I guess, put the extra parachute to pull him out. And it was just it was hilarious. It was just hilarious. Mm-hmm. That was a hilarious scene. So they're going to hit this caravan, and you see Jaconde there, and then making his comeback, Tony Ja. Legend. Legend. Like Tony Ja, Mr. Ongbach, stopped making movies to become like a, a monk in real life. For a little while and then came back dipped his toe in and like i hadn't seen tony john in the longest since like he's popping up in there and it's like yeah that's their whole thing let's get legend let's get up and comers and legend they bring this legend back and they're taking on this caravan and this truck from death <laughs> where did they get this truck souped up at they did not go to exhibit not at all <laughs> that thing was that was a damn army by itself 
That's like a video game. That's like a it was like a video game boss. And they was like getting formation because um Tej had the bulletproof truck and they do to get behind. I'm like, they're a well-oiled team. Yeah, but you know what I was curious about? Why didn't everybody have bulletproof like glass or something? I think it was the nature of like they had different cars doing different things. Okay. Remember, okay. Yeah, you're right. Like, you know, I need I need these cars like extra arm and stuff like that. He's like, you know, you're not gonna be fast like where we're going. It ain't all about being fast. It's like so they had a plan, and it's funny why we know we need something for like agility. We need durability. Like they thought this out. It's just hilarious. Think like these street punks. And now this well-oiled tactical team, they know what, how to get in for, like, do this, do this, you know, get here. And it's just funny seeing where they started to where they are now. Yes. And then bring out the armor-piercing bullets. It, it, and it's we, like, okay, the, yeah, this truck ain't going here, so Brian got to go ahead and improvise. Oh, and boy, did he improvise. Because this is, this is, the, point, uh, this is the point where everybody's like, is, is it going to happen here? Because th- we still didn't know actually – how the movie was going to end where well, a lot of people didn't know. So everybody was kind of like on edge watching the watching at that point. So he gets on. So he gets on the bus and he's getting a fight with Tony Jai and they have a, a dope close combat fight. And it's kind of like I know people had complained. I'm like, OK, Brian is still trained FBI. Yeah. He's he's established that he has hands. Mm-hmm. So character wise, it's like it wasn't like he was winning. No, he, was he won't win it, but he was holding he was his own. Holding yeah, his own, as he should. In real life, though, yeah, Tony Jaw would murder him like five seconds. But this isn't real life. This is a movie. And I'm used to watching wrestling. But, like, they having a fight. He getting his ass kicked. And it's like, you know, they... And I like how they filmed. It wasn't like a bunch of quick cuts and like that. You saw what's going on and established how how good a martial artist Tony Jaw in real life. He escapes, cracked the joke too slow. Mm-hmm. And jumps out. The, and it's hilarious. He jumps out the buses. The, jump, the bus is crashing. And then just running on foot with like a scowl on his face. Meanwhile, they finally find out who Ramsey is. Natalie Emanuel. Uh-oh. Maze, Maze Runner, Game of Thrones. Just, nope. It's funny, like, we just know who to get, when to get. Yeah. And it's just, you know, dealing with subversion because, like, they say the, the hackers Ramsey. Most of the time, hackers tend to be men. So, he's like, they never set the gender. So, you think a man saw something, oh, it's this beautiful woman that's a hacker. You know, they, they get her out. And then one of the most insane scenes I have, stunts I've ever seen. He gets on top of the bus. He's running on the bus as the bus is about to go off a cliff. He jumps off the bus as the bus is off a cliff. Letty spins her car like a boomerang in a way. So right when she's at the arc of her spin, Brian happens to grab the back of the car. She swings him onto the cliff. Looks back like, you good? And like, it's no big thing. No big thing. He's happy. He's like, yeah. I'm like, that shit was insane. (laughs) Like, the way, and I remember that got like a big, like, wow. Because like, it was in slow motion. And it's like, if she misses, if she misses times of like a couple seconds, he misses, he dies. If she doesn't hit the brakes right, she's going to spin him into a damn cliff herself. And it's like, yeah, this is, and that would have been the most ridiculous thing, like the first four movies. And by now, it's like, oh, there's no big thing. Oh, we ain't, we we haven't even topped anything yet. And it's there. 
And then Roman comes out of nowhere, saves the day. Because that's Roman's thing. After he, <laughs> he just comes out and let's save the day like the Kool-Aid man, you know, and causes distraction. So Dom has Dom has Ramsey. And then they get cornered. And meanwhile, like Akuma himself, Shaw comes out of nowhere in this place. There's no way in and out. Somehow he got there because he just shows up in his own tricked out buggy. Yeah. And we're like, how did, how did he know? <laughs> First of all, I how, how he know to go there? How he know they were there? He just happened to show up there and nobody noticed him. Now, was he there for Ramsey too? Or he was just waiting for them? Was he waiting for the team? The whole thing is like, how would he know about Ramsey? Okay, so he was waiting for the team. So that's a good question. How the hell? Yeah, how did he, yeah he's waiting on the team. He just happened to know they'd be there. Why? Because him and Jaconde weren't working together yet. I mean, like they say, he's a shadow. So he so he somehow figured out they were there, knew how to get there that no one would notice. Because like, oh, because Mr. Nobody, oh, look who's here. Nick, man. He laughing like, oh, like, all this. Oh, okay. Guess what, Dom? You got company. So they get cornered. And meanwhile, it's a slow mo start. Digimon Hansu come out like a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> just, just got the glasses on, walking out slow motion. Like, you know, I heard him. You know, basically, like, I heard about you. Like, he know about Dominic Toretto. Like, you know, I'm, in, I'm impressed. I thought you were just some street thug from Los Angeles. Gave my man a workout. All right, but fun time's over. Just give me Ramsey. I don't even care about you. And you're wondering, like, how's he going to get out? So he's doing a bunch of 360 collect dust. And it's like, you know what? I'm just going to jump. I'm just going to drive off a mountain. Wow. 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 Because <laughs> I was like, in real life, they would be dead. They would be dead. And you see Ramsey's face. It's in slow motion. You hear, like, Tweety Bird's. And Dom's just relaxed, and Ramsey's like, "What in the?" And it's funny from her perspective, like, "What universe did I just step into?" Yeah, like, like, what in the world is happening? And it's funny, like they play it like it's hilarious, because like the sound cuts off, you hear the wind, you hear birds. Yeah, see her face, like just Google eye, like what is going on? Dom's just chilling. He just just looking at her, like, "Yeah, this is happening. We we going down." They just roll down the mountain 15 times. And then, because he designed the cars, like, he he had an idea, like, he might have to do that. So he's designed the car that takes something like that. So it's like, whatever. They survive. I have no idea how they survive. She wakes up, and it's a breakdown of the team. And, like, with the, it's funny. Within 30 seconds, she knows exactly who's doing who. Because, like, you know, she sizes up Dom. You know, sees sees Dom, see how Letty looking at Dom's like, you know, Alpha, you know, Queen Alpha. Like I know this is Alpha. Like yeah, Mrs. Mrs. Alpha. Alpha. You know, I know Brian got military like he's got, you know, skills, so probably government military trained, you know. Then you see Tez like tech, tech guy. Then sees Roman like Joker. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Roman did and Roman is like, boy, he was like this, the hell are you talking about? I'm from Bart, like I'm from Cali. I'm from Cali. Is he a double alpha? Mm-hmm. Like just shine, like and she just and he and Tej is there laughing it off, and then find out like you know the guys. I sent it. I knew I might get kidnapped, so I sent it somewhere safe. And I just gotta get it from my friend. 
And then now it's like it become Mission Impossible. Like, okay, I guess we're going to Dubai now. Get on the plane. We got a ride. It's like they're just going across. They're going all over the world. Like this is a mission. This like a act. This like a real. They're like an action team. Because in the blink of an eye, they're ghost agents now. They are. They are working. They are their own team, working with Mister Nobody, and they can move. They can move like this now. It's different. And- and then, and it's kind of like, cause one, it's kind of like, would you guess when they started Fast and Furious one, that somehow they be fighting on a mountain in Kazakhstan? They, normally, James, normally the only movie that go is like James Bond, like porn movies. <laughs> and you know what? That's exactly right. Those are the only type of movies that would do that. But you have a more, I guess, if you want to say hip or more younger, uh, younger viewing of those type of. You know, uh, Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible, or James Bond movie for you know younger people. I just realized this a, a lot of people probably this is the first time they've seen these type of co- these countries. Because yeah. you know, like you don't, because like you, you know, you might know the basic stuff. It's like you know about Russia, and it used to be the Soviet Union, but you don't know. Most people don't know about the countries surrounding it. Most of the time, the ones that come out is like Ukraine and now Kazakhstan. Because it's popped up in movies and it pops up in like MMA. Yeah, you so, for you to be know for you to know about that as far as we go cinemas, you have to be a diehard uh, 007, you know mm-hmm. watcher like that. But and I'm almost sure that it's got to be a certain age. At a certain yes. age, you 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 know you don't know nothing about these. So now they go on to Abu Dhabi where everybody seen them want to go. Like you know the crown jewel of the Middle East. Like you want to go to the Middle East and get your party on. You go there and they driving up like geez and all these expensive ass sports cars on this one road. Make sure you move out the way so you don't hit the camel. And they just suited up and booted up, just like strolling in there like rock stars. But first. Before they get to the suit and boot thing, you of course you get the whole woman scene, and you see Tedge and Roman macking on Ramsey. And I remember when she came out the water, I was like, "Oh, she didn't look like that on Game of Thrones." Not at all. Not one bit. I, was, I was like, "Oh, okay." I was like, "Yeah," because you know how you watching a movie, you want to, and you look at somebody with you with your spouse. He's like, you know, you don't want to like admire too much. But like you just not like okay she she do her you know I know hackers did they crunches or yoga but <laughs> kudos she there and they just looking there and it's funny Letty's like look at them like we well, all two grow the hell up are y'all doing rock paper scissors to see who gonna try to hit that first basically my man Roman said dibs <laughs> did you just say dibs and it's just and it's funny how they just you know they all cracking jokes and like this is why I was like. They all vibing together. This is the first time where, because it's like, Letty didn't have really too much interaction with those two. No. So, like, because keep in mind, she, that wasn't, you no, know, she rolled with a different crew. And then Furious 6, she didn't like have a memory. Like, she's still like, memories kind of coming and going. It's like, but they more, they comfortable enough as like, you know, they can crack these type of jokes and everything. And they find out about whole, this guy, this guy's eye thing is from this chic. Who's having this party on the longest day of the year in a bulletproof supercar? And they're like, why do you have why you make a car bulletproof? It's like, my friend, he's a billionaire. He can do whatever he wants. Truer thing, a truer thing has never been said. That was all facts. 
Because you think about he got a multi-million dollar car just sitting in a building. And and, and for them to be, you know, racers and love cars, they were offended by that. All of them. It's just sitting there in a cage. Like, what? How dare you? Like, <laughs> almost like yeah, like a, almost like you, are, like, you know, hate like an elephant in a zoo. Like, let that elephant be free. And they, yeah, they were mildly offended. So they got to figure out a way to get there. So they have a plan. And this is how the dynamic is weird because now you got two hackers. Yeah. Yep. And you don't really have, and Letty has to be the muscle because you don't have, because it's like you don't have Leo and Santos anymore and you don't have Giselle anymore. So, and Hobbs is out of commission. So it's like the team is like more streamlined. Of course, Roman has to do the distraction. <laughs> and. Dom and Brian going in and like you know Brian on this whole like I'm having fun now I get the, the fun stuff we in I dive I got a suit on oh. I'm suited and booted I see all these beautiful women and look it's DJ T Pain on the ones and twos yeah don't think I forgot he was in this I did and when I saw him I was like oh yeah he did have a little small cameo in this movie I forgot all about it he has to have his sad card right. I mean, he's like I'm saying, he's in there. Like T T Pain made a lot of a lot of people probably made some kids in the club because of T Pain. So salute I mean, to him. I wasn't mad at it because I think at this point, I'm guessing in his career, I could be wrong. I think we were kind of over the were we over the T Pain thing? No, this came out t- 2015. So we were so still no. in the mist. We were still in the mist. Yeah, I, it was like. I think it was like T-Pain was established at this point. It was kind of like you right around you might start getting tired of him. Because it's like, you know, it's funny how music goes basically like you're cool to white people likes you and then but once white people like you it's kind of like, uh, yeah. I think this is the tail end of North America but I think he was still a thing worldwide. You probably still think worldwide now. Yeah, it probably is. I'm pretty sure he's making music somewhere else and still collecting checks, mm-hmm. but whatever. So so anyway, he's there and you know the shake is there with his team. And who's leading the security team? Ronda Rousey herself. This is the, I know this is the height of her fame. I I, I remember this. She was like yes. is this I think this was, was this before WrestleMania or after WrestleMania? It was either before or after WrestleMania. It was like she was in and this was before Expendables three. So she had just like, you know, kind of like leaving mixed martial arts, like dipping your thing in the action thing. And it's funny, like acting quality to be determined. I will say this. This but, role, this small role that she had was great and the Expendables was not so good. But it was, they, they, I don't know, they, it was just weird. They were miles ahead of her in Mortal Kombat 11. Good lord! I heard. I re, this is a side note. I remember people complaining, and I was like, okay. And I heard bits and pieces, and I brought the game. Oh, oh! It is so no. Like it just sounds awkward. Yeah, like I, it just shows yeah. how like, voice acting is not this thing where you can just get anybody to do it. Like it takes a certain level of skill, and that just showed. That just made me appreciate the people who were actually like skilled at it, because. Not only does he sound awkward, everyone else sounds so great that it's real. No, that's the thing. Like when, when you're bad and you're the only person that's bad, yeah, it's real noticeable. So anyway, she's there. Like she's definitely knows because it's like 
you know, she's just this powerful, imposing woman. Her face all scowled up, got her mm-hmm. hair in a bun. It's like she leading a team. And it's almost like Strider, you know, I got my hijabi super warriors here. Like, uh, all women's security force in the Middle East is definitely like a power play, considering like the gender dynamics that tend to be in a lot of those countries. And it's kind of like, so it's there noticeable. <laughs> and then Roman's there singing songs and cracking jokes. And it got to be hilarious. Roman pretended to not, like Tyrese pretended not to, not to be able to sing. Yeah, he stopped singing Happy Birthday. Because he was like, oh, because uh, Tash was like, oh, no, not the Happy Birthday thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, and, boy. He was trying to. Like, he's singing off key on purpose. Yeah. You know, flirting with these beautiful women. They looking like, what's going on? Why are they trying to hack in the system? And then Letty goes in, distracts the guard, trying to go to the bathroom, knocks him out, trying to hack in, you know, like, dude, the polarity, blah, blah, blah. She's like, Tash, English. <laughs> Connect the red, the red wire to the blue button. And then security force comes in. And with Letty, um, security force coming in with Ronda Rousey. And it's like, oh, seasoned person not that like, you know, yeah, you know, maybe I did with my charm. Like, you ain't that charming bitch. Can, can, <laughs> can we talk about it now? Yeah, oh, the fight? Like, yes, can we talk the, about it? Okay, after she beats up the four, like four on one. Okay. Now I know where you're going with this. We have to establish by now. We don't know how long she was training with with Owen Shaw's team. Damn that Owen Shaw! I'm not riding with that Owen Shaw. Taught her all. The, no, we know enough because you saw her fight Gina Carano and hold her own and look credible doing it. And you know, in the movie, Riley was also military trained. So obviously, Letty got some training somewhere. I know. <laughs> it's, I'm not gonna complain about Letty when we see Dom, but anyway, I know the whole thing is like it ain't nowhere in the world Michelle Rodriguez can stand toe to toe with Ronda Rousey. You not, know Michelle Rodriguez, not, or like I not, know the character. Not a, not a, yeah, the character. I'm just talking about character wise. Okay, we see the Ronda Rousey character. You, we know she trains. She's leading this group, and oh, she's all we know is she's a bodyguard. That's it. Okay, for some rich dude, we don't know where she came from, how much training she got. It might just be a whole vanity thing because he got a bodyguard. He has a bodyguard team that's all women. Okay. So it's got so it's definitely some ego and like fetishism going on in that like this whole thing. Like yeah, I'm not only they beautiful but deadly, and they're probably trained. We don't know how well trained they are because this guy is like vain. He's he's just a billionaire. He's not head of state. True. It's not like it's not like he's you know it's not like he's a prime minister or something like that where it's like I'm gonna get the best of the best. It's like I'm gonna be the type of guy to have a he has a bulletproof supercar. So keep that logic in hand like as far as his hiring practices. And I know it's like the whole thing is like you thinking about the character. You really think about Ronda Rousey. He's like, and, okay, and, yeah, and that that's maybe what you're doing subconsciously. It's yeah, like because it. character Samaritan because she's fighting in a dress. Also keep that in mind. That might be it, but but that can't be it because then I go back because then we go back to a Dominic, and he can he can hang with a British we'll that, agent in we'll the in there. the rock. We will get there. So anyway, they had a fight, and keep in mind she is beating her up. Yeah, like it ain't like it's a fair fight or like it's even Steven. She flipping and spin kicking the crap. 
Not she, the Letty. She, she catching the word. Tiger knee, yeah, tiger knees tossing, and Letty got to bite the leg and like throw like a vase. And the only way the fight stopped is because they both go through the DJ table. And she landed a little bit on Ronda. It wasn't like it was a fair fight or it was like, you know, 51-49. It was like 65-35 Ronda. So that's why I feel too bad about the fight. So meanwhile, that's going on. They're trying to get the chip out the car. And they're like, you know what, forget it. And I know supercars tend to be made out of like lighter material to get speed. But it's also a bulletproof car. Can we say the fact Dom was holding up this car for like five minutes? While Brian's trying to get the chip out again, um, uh, the actor Vin Diesel may be a great human and a great friend, but this man has an ego because I was like, what is happening right now? He was holding that thing up like he was the Hulk. And he was straining like, hurry up. But he still held that car up. Car ain't that light. He must. Sorry. He must have had some of the soldier serum like Captain America or something because come on, man. Come on. Yeah, he had a life before we knew him, my ass. So anyway, that's happening. And then who shows up like the Terminator? Shaw. <laughs> he knows what he shows up with a, with a suit on, machine gun, beating people up. And this one having a bulletproof car comes in handy because he's shooting at the car, car bulletproof. Gets hit with the car, just tucks and rolls. And then this is the most ridiculous scene in the movie. Outstanding. We, remember the beginning when the kid, when the son was playing with the car, he's talking about cars don't fly and they're going vroom, 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 mm-hmm. playing with the toy. And Brian's like, cars, you know, like, what are we doing? Cars don't fly. Mm-hmm. Cars don't fly. He's going through and he gets hit with the rocket launcher and jumps through the building in slow motion. And you see the sun, you see our friend, like, this is gorgeous and ridiculous. And knowing in real life that they actually did that just in a different building just shows how insane that is. It's, I'm not going to say, man, it's just, it's just so good. It's so good. And it keeps going. <laughs> and it's like, you know, normal movies, like, you do this, it goes from one building to another one. Fast and Furious isn't a regular movie. Of course not, because getting hit with a rocket launcher, I guess, damage breaks. <laughs> no breaks. No break. So it's like, let's go, let's go from this second building to a third building. So they do it again. And I'm like, it went from this is amazing to this is insane. And the first time people were like just wow. The second time people just started laughing. Yeah. Because I'm like, because this, this is just absurd. And they're going through and still no breaks. And they just trying to, you know, try to stop. They roll, they get the chip out, roll out the car, car flips over. You see the people eating. Just car fall in the background. Boom. Hits the ground. Lucky doesn't fall on anybody. They escape. The dude is pissed off. He's like, I body you, you know, thought you just going to see. I just got you tickets. You broke in the man's car and stole his car. He's like, well, we didn't steal it. We just wrecked it. Oh, you didn't steal it. You just wrecked it. That's a thousand times better. And then Mr. Nobody shows up. You know, shoes the other guy away, gets the guy's eyes like this. This itty bitty chip caused all this damage. And the way the music playing is like, is he gonna pocket it and keep it? Is he gonna like arrest them? He's like, okay, we got it. It's all yours. Hands are right How many movies? How many movies would have went the other way around? I'm gonna say ninety-seven percent of the movies would have went the other way. Yes, that's how they wanted you to think that way. 
And it's like, oh, here you go. And they use this and they track him and everything like that. They figure out where he is. And it's like, you know, get some sleep. We're going to get him at dawn. And then Don tries to get out, tries to leave early. And like, oh, I thought you went 15. Like, teens, best drivers, train, yada, yada, yada. But they aren't killers. And I'm like, neither you. You killed one dude. One. One that we seen with a car. You didn't even shoot him. <laughs> and Brian was told, like, Brian's a killer. Brian got about 15, 20 bodies. You ain't, you ain't that type. You killed one guy in six movies. Because even Owen Shaw didn't die. And most of the people that died in Furious 6 was not because of Dominic. And he's doing the speech like, killers, I want the concerts. And then Brian there waking up like, of course, he knows. Like, I knew he was going to try to leave early. Because Brian know his friend. And Brian already strapped. Let's so, go. So the rest of the team sleep and they go in there and then Shaw's just sitting there eating. Eating good like, too. 20 men? That's all you sending? Like, I'm in like this is an insult. Either dude, like I, you you you'll be sure it'd be more than enough. And he like just sitting here eating like like what is this? Why why you why y'all keep playing games with me? Put respect on my name. Like, it's just funny how Jason Statham played the whole time. Like, he just insults. Like, you know this is about. And y'all still playing games. Like, we playing checkers. We are not playing checkers or chess. We are. I'm a serious man. I'm playing for keys. You only, and you only sent. You just saw what I did. You only sent 20 people. And he pulls. The, he has the grenade out. Like, yeah. Uh, you want to do something, let's do something. And talking about, you know, like you talk all this blah, blah, blah. It's good to have friends. And Dollar, like, I don't have friends. I got family. And normally it's like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And it's like, that's cool. I got friends. And Jakande shows up, <laughs> came out of nowhere. So they have this gunfight, people getting hit. And then, because Kurt Russell got to be a badass. Pulls out his magic glasses, his infrared Metal Gear Solid glasses. Go to work. Go to work with a suit on. This is this is a far cry from Escape from New York. Mm-hmm. And putting in work, taking out bodies, no problem, getting revenge, and then yeah, but you didn't see Tony Jaa. <laughs> Don't sleep on Tony Jaa. And he get hit, and then he winks. Then he get hit again. <laughs> like, is he going to die? And then he got, like, the bulletproof vest. But he still got hit, like, with a vest knot. So, you know, they try to get away. But wait a minute. Before they get away, who does that? This is this is the this is the key moment where I felt like he was like, hey, would it be okay if I just wink when I get hit? Because he doesn't take this shit seriously. <laughs> what, 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 what reason was it for him to wink at, at, at all? He introduces he introduced himself as my name is nobody. Don't worry about what my name is. Like he just I'm just relaxed. I got this handle. I'm trusting you guys. You know, like, yeah, I don't know if I should trust you, but you guys are cool. He like it's, it's, I mean y'all y'all messy as hell, but hey, y'all get the job done. It works for y'all, and it's just like he has he's just he has no highs or no lows. Even getting shot, it was no highs or lows. That's that's the that's the face of a tenured professor right there. Where it's like, <laughs> I, like I got my tenure, you ain't fired me. So, you know, he escapes, they get the helicopter to pick him up. Now Jakande and Shaw working together, they got the God's eye. So now they now the team's gonna run 
And it's like, what we got to do? So they go back home, Los Angeles. And I know people made jokes. It's like, they must have ran out of budget because they did all this fancy stuff before. And now they're just back in L.A. just dropping. Yeah, but it it, do, it does make sense in the, uh, the the way they do the way they put it in the movie. Like, yeah, you know, we don't go need, back to uh, roots yeah. because these are our streets and we know them better than anybody. And Roman, like, you <laughs> 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 so that silly shit if you want. It's like I want a gun, and they're like, no, nah, we got the streets and everything. We got this plan, and Letty's memories still coming back, thinking like that, and it's like we're going to use. Basically, it's like you know, they get close enough, I can hack the guy's eye and take it. So we're going to use Ramsey's bait till we do that. You get, you know, it's almost like a video game thing. We got to hack into the tower to get a little, you know, get close enough to hack the guy's eye and take it. And they know we coming. So they suit up, you know, Brian suits up at the bulletproof vest and his old guns. <laughs> Dom suits up, sawed off shotgun and whatever like that. Put on, he, he put on the turtleneck. He put on the he put on the white the you know the thermal turtle like he Jim Jones so that's how you know it's serious because he got long sleeves on now. Didn't he go back to the destroyed house to the car too? Raj wasn't destroyed. <sighs> yeah. Okay. And then he reinforced the car and like that. So they're like, we got our cars. We're gonna play you know tag. How'd you kind of show up in a gunship? How he how he fly to California airspace in that and no one notice? Never mind that. Yeah, don't worry about that. Cause I'm like, okay, where's Revolver Ocelot at? Because <laughs> this thing was packed to the gills. I'm like, it ain't nowhere in the world. Ain't nobody gonna notice this gunship just flying through Compton. Well, I mean, <laughs> hey. You know, only a couple of people saw the uh, ship from uh, Black Panther, so I mean, it's what it is. Yeah, okay, they they had stuff. I think I don't think I don't think Jakana was from Wakanda. So anyway, they're there. They having the chase, <laughs> and not only they have a, a helicopter, he got a drone. Oh yeah, he play, they playing for keeps in this one. They did. Yeah, they, like he he like you know what I I'm not taking any chances. So they're using the drone and they trying to like play tag. And this is the part where now Digimon Hansu every two seconds just saying fire. <laughs> and then the shout, he had to say like five or six times. And he getting pissed like, why aren't they dead? I knew I just blew up like three cars. And then they used the guys I do a rewind and they switching Ramsey from one car to another car. Call and I'm back. like, it's just all. Call back, back for Fast just, Five. Mm hmm. And it is doing like, oh, that's how they pulled it off. And how they pulled it off was slick. Like the tr- the transitions and switch offs was, was slick. Meanwhile, Hobbs wakes up, hears all these explosions. No, oh, it must be down the team. He's like, I'm like, uh, daddy's got to go to work. Stands up oh, and boy. flexes his cast off. And I remember people started cheering and laughing. Cause like, this is the most insane thing I have seen in this series. <laughs> Because, like, of course he would do that. He flexed his class off, then just flexed his arm like, okay, I'm okay now. Daddy's got to go to work. I'll call Elena so she can pick, so she can take you home. Arms up. We'll see him later. So, meanwhile, they figure out what's going on. The enemies figure out what's going on. They're trying to hack into the cell like this. So, a normal villain would just get all mad and cuss. <laughs> the kind is not a normal villain. He just blows up a... <laughs> He blows up a cell tower. Like I ain't playing, I ain't playing no games. Like 
I can imagine how 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 much that cost you know Los Angeles this gunfight. Oh boy, this it's just I don't think people understand how confident you can be in your you know movie and in your, in your world that you created where you can get away with these things and people are okay with it. Yeah, because it made sense. It's like you're trying to hack in, so they need a point you know site to site point to do that. Let's knock out the site. Blow up a cell tower, so it's like we got to find another one. So Brian's running on foot. So Jakanda, so Jakanda, Jakanda figures that's what somebody gonna do is like, and then he see like, okay, call Tony Jock care. He's going to a cell tower, get get him. He's like, all right, we gonna get him. I got my squad. So meanwhile, Brian's having this fight with Tony John and his gang, and like an abandoned warehouse while he's still playing tag. And meanwhile. Dom and Shaw having we gonna be about to score up again round two. So it's like three different things going on all at the same time, mm-hmm. and they just juggle them in perfectly. They have their rematch fight where Brian is basically playing like it's almost like a scene from like the raid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn, when you think about it, yeah. And they having a fight again, and uh, and then Tony Jaws kicking his ass again. And the only reason he died is because he latched like his belt onto something like a oh it was like a chair with a computer on it. I think so. And then kicked him through and said too slow. <laughs> Got <laughs> all back to the beginning. Tony Jaw dies. It's like you know people slip on a banana peel, so it's like it wasn't like he outfought him. He just outsmarted him. And then that happens. Meanwhile. Letty's still, you know, Letty's got, got ramps in the last car because the other cars got destroyed. And it's like, okay, nobody here to save the day. No more cars. This is it. You feel like what's going to happen? And who shows up? Hob shows up and intercepts a drone with an ambulance. His, okay, when he showed up, this movie turned into a 19. 19- 80s movie action movie because he, he stands there and doesn't get hit but it's just oh man it's insane he, he that- drives an ambulance off a bridge to intercept a drone Jeff say that out say say that sentence <laughs> and, think how, and think about how ridiculous it sounds and people just started cheering I'm like this and then his music playing in the background and then he double then he holds the drone down with his foot and double taps the drone. They're like, "What happened?" I think he double trapped our drone, sir. And Rams like, "Who the hell is that?" And lay like, "Oh, that's, that's Hobbs." <laughs> and she like, you know, you call the cavalry like woman. I am, I am the, the damn. I'm the cavalry, and I'm like, yes, this is a Fast and Furious movie. And Ramsey, it's funny from Ramsey for like. Do you people just do this all the time? Is this like a normal day? Yeah, because she's the she's amazed, and they're just like, eh, it's Hobbs. That's what we do. Yes, yeah, Hobbs. That's how he do. Like I already like I already know that's how he do. So uh, that happens. And a he, helicopter is firing at him, and he's just standing there. I'm still amazed at that. No, no, no fear. I'm talking about John Rambo. Machine gun or whatever he had, just shooting back at a we'll, helicopter. We'll get there. We'll get there because we aren't there yet. So before then, we have round two of Dominic Toretto and Decca Shaw, and they have the crash again. Oh. And then this time, Dom lifts his car up that landed on there because he learned his lesson. He's like, "Yo, you think it's gonna be a street fight? 
and it is, and he pulls out whatever whatever parts he had from the car, and then it becomes Highlander. When did Dominus Reto become a Kylie stick fighter? See, see, and this is again, yo, Vin Diesel may be a great guy, wonderful, but when it comes to the ego of his character, come on, bro, you can fight a DS DSS agent and a British a, a agent, former agent, two of them. These are trained, trained, trained killers, killer. and you're a street fighter, and you can go toe to toe with them. Man, come on, man. No, he said, like, I was watching the movie. I saw Kali stick fighting. I thought it'd be something to interact with, something Dominic might learn. It'd be cool. So he said that's why he added that in there, because he, like, he wanted to add that aspect. Where in the hell would Dominic Toretto learn to stick fight? We just need a prequel. We need we need to know where Dominic Toretto learned all these skills. All these skills. He's got a cousin in Cuba. He's got all this stuff he's done. He don't like the type that graduated the night that dropped out school like the ninth grade. Like, and he and they having this fight. It's an awesome fight. Oh, yeah, yeah, Besides yeah, the yeah. fact that it's like it ain't no. I'm like, forget the Jason Statham Vin Diesel part. This fight should be over in three seconds. Like, no, this should not be no even fair fight. And they having like an equal fight, and it's going on. And then Jakande is like, you know, well. I don't need to be friends anymore. Let's kill both of them. <laughs> like, I'm take two bird. Like, he was just tired of Dom stuff. If Shaw went out, then Shaw went out. And then, you know, shot the missile. Almost hit both of them. And they like, you know, the thing about street fights, the street always wins. Hits the ground. The ground collapsed. I thought Shaw died. Like, I'm like, didn't a roll just fall on his legs and crush him? Yeah, I thought, and obviously, I, I thought he's obviously not. So meanwhile, he's trying, you know, the helicopter trying to take out Hobbs, and who shows up? Roadblock himself. Hobbs with the Gatlin gun. It's like they having a Gatlin helicopter gun in the middle of downtown Los Angeles. I ain't see one cop. You won't gonna see one cop. Because if I was a cop, I'd be like, yeah, I think I'm a clock out for the day. I got some other and, stuff to do. I only I didn't get annoyed because like maybe they're under the Avengers protocol where cops barely showed up when Iron Man was doing stuff either. It's like you know what, I'm I'm off the clock, and they just having this awesome fight, and I'm like this is video game shit. Not in a criticism why I'm like this is just they were still in Xboxes. It, it's like this, and this is what I because I what I've noticed me doing this. Uh, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, you would like those movies. Yeah, I like those movies. I wouldn't be doing a podcast. If you're a type of person who's never been, would never watch the movie, and that was the scene that you saw, I can understand you rolling your eyes. I definitely can. Or if you saw the cars, you know, going from the building from building, I can understand you being like, "What? Whatever, man. I'm not watching this." I can totally understand. I get that. Because when you come jumping in, it's like, "Well, I've never seen." But you had you had to grow but, with it. I mean, but here's the thing. I could say the same thing about the Mission Impossible franchise. Because if I saw like Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, and he climbing up the highest building on the planet, or like I'm having a helicopter fight, and I'm really fond of helicopter, and then I saw like Mission Impossible One, it's like I'm still in a, and I'm just still in like like a a jump drive. Why do we have to skip? Why do we go through that? Why can't we just talk about Mission Impossible Two and him on the mountain? That would have been better. 
Because it started off with one. It's like, you know, because I want to start like how one to see so tame, where it's like the train fight was ridiculous, insane when that came out. And that's like, that's a prequel scene at this point. It's like, yeah, stuff changes, yeah, I think. I but this one's like, you know, the stakes started so low. And it was like, it was one type of movie and it became a completely different type of movie. And it just happened. And yeah, it's like, I understand it, but I just get it if you, you know, I get it if you that person. Like some people, they didn't jump on because, oh, I'm like me. I was like, I'm not into that racing because I thought that's initially what it was. But, you know, now it's far removed from what yeah. it originally was. And the original fans like, I lost the stolen assets because it's not enough to sleep anymore. What? Yeah, they <laughs> okay, go, go complain with Leon. They drink a lot of Mountain Dew and eat a lot of Doritos. I'm not paying attention uh-huh. to them. Go, go play your Dreamcast and talk about the good old days. Hey, 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 cut it out with the Dreamcast. Uh-huh, yeah. I know you miss. That's why people was playing Third Strike for 10 years because they couldn't move. They couldn't go to the present. That's how Fast and Furious fans sound like Street Fighter fans. <laughs> Mortal Kombat is on Mortal Kombat 11. We just hit Street Fighter 5. And Street Fighter 2 came out like what yeah. 92 93 come on now yes i just did that not People, y- y'all played third strike for like 10 years we, and we, had them bring it back and had them bring it back twice oh what if we do an hd remix i'm see, surprised they didn't do a 3d version the problem that's how fast that's how fast and furious fans sound no you you started this that's how the old fast Furious sound. i miss the days in the street when it's about racism and pride Bring back Leon. <laughs> Listen, we're not gonna do this for the simple fact of see Street Fighter. We don't we don't have to sit there and make one two. You know how many duds Mortal Kombat got out of that whole eleven? They got oh, duds. Okay. Yeah, but we not okay. We're not gonna do the whole Street Fighter two, Street Fighter two Champion Edition, Street Fighter two Hyper Fighting Turbo, Super Street Fighter two, like. Why were they so allergic to go to Street Fighter 3? You had like seven games between Street Fighter 2 and Street Fighter 3. You had like, you did like five different Street Fighter 2s. Then you did Street Fighter Alpha. Then you did Street Fighter EX. Like, oh, I guess we got to do three sooner or later. Like, you ran out of, like, Listen, that let's, cracked let's, me up. Like they, they was afraid of that number. No, Street Fighter felt like they didn't need to, to go to anything else because, I mean, look how big Street Fighter 2 is. Look, I mean, literally, look how big it is. Yeah, and it's the reason why Mortal Kombat passed it. What? Because Street Fighter got yes, no. sales wise, and no, one, no, one no, series, no. one series is coming out with a movie that's being produced by was it James? Is James Wan doing it? I think so. I could yeah, be sure. I think and so. has Joe Tosman from The Raid playing Sub Zero, and the other series you had to get DLC just to get story mode. So you tell me, Jeff. Listen, I have my Street Fighter movie. It has Jean Claude Van Damme in it, and I it, yeah, and it, it and it was yeah. it was something. I don't know what it was, but it was something. Belgian Jean Claude Van Damme playing Guile. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So anyway, back to Furious Seven. So they're having that fight. Hobbs is distracting Jaconde, and how's Dom going to save the day? He drives his car. They try to aim. You try to hit a helicopter with a car. Because, of course. That sounds about logical. I mean, ain't the craziest thing he's done. Because he's like, you know, cars may not, 
cars don't fly, but cars will glide. So Jakande sees, try to move out the way. Nick's Dom car. Dom flips about four or five times again because that's his whole thing. Now I'm going to keep crashing. And somehow a back grenade just happens to land on the, on the helicopter. Hobbs just happens to see it from how far away. Pulls out the 357. Boom. Because of course. Yeah. And then finally everyone's around Dom because he finally shows he's been injured. It just took a, a car crash. And Letty's like, I remember everything, including the fact that we were married. And this and this when it kicks in, it's like they got married like sometime during Fast and Furious 4. Boom. Mike. And they've been married this whole time. And you know. I remember all of this and how you said, you know, you'll always be there. And it's like all this time they were husband and wife. And Don was like, he couldn't tell because like he wanted to wait. Like, you know, there ain't something you force on. Then he wakes up and she man, like, why don't you tell us? Like, you know, you can't tell somebody you in love. You just got to know. Yeah, that was the bomb. Put it himself. I thought that was really, I thought that was really uh, good. It was a real clever thing to put in there because it made their relationship feel like more. And when I initially said, and you know, in the first one, he didn't really like her. You know, it kind of they 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 shifted the dynamics of their relationship into a better place. They made me feel more comfortable, saying, "Okay, you know, I can understand how they feel about each other." Yes, and they have earned like they earned that. So, <sighs> but yeah, it's. It's just funny that happens, and then they're all together and like that, and then you realize that Shaw's alive, and he's getting arrested, and it's like, you know, they got him in the, the same jail. I guess they, I'm like, I was waiting for the Joker to come. <laughs> they had him at Suicide Squad jail. They had the metal bars, concrete, and the guns on them. They had he, the Tory guns. He's still talking this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you know, I'm gonna get out of here. Like, yeah, he's like, well, you better get, better get to digging, which which comes back later. That line is like they still talking trash and things like that. And this is like the first villain, you know, like it's not the first villain that that got arrested. It was like, you know, he didn't die. Your warning is like, you know, they don't just lock him up and not use him. Like, you know, keep him alive. It's like you want if they make a next one, and of course they'll, you know, you figure they may make a next one. He's there, so he gets locked up, and then. They show up at the barbecue and, you know, do the normal thing. Thanks for being there. Yada, yada, yada. And then, <sighs> then the, then the tough part comes where it's like, you know, everybody's cracking jokes and stuff like that. And then you see Brian and Mia cause Mia hadn't really been in Mia was a sideline being a mom. Most of this movie. Yeah. I mean, which was which, which which was the best thing because I mean, at that point, it's like okay, you got kids now, so both of y'all can't be out here wilding. And it's like you know the whole I don't miss the bullets thing anymore, and they just like taking a drive and stuff. And then it's like you know, you see Dom on one side, you see Ron on the side. You think about how the movie started. It's like they didn't really become like friends, like character wise, until halfway through Fast Five when Mia was like pregnant. Yeah, I think that's when I think that's we as an audience start to feel like, okay, yeah. Because even like in Furious 4 when they got back together, there's still like some tension there. And then they got a fight when they found out what happened with Letty. 
So and begin at Fast Five. He was, he was talking to him like kind of like sideways. Yeah. So that finally happens, and then they have the speech like you know you were always my brother, and the See You Again songs playing, and then the tears start dropping. Yeah. He goes one way to go the other way, and movie ends. It's tough for, for Paul, and it's like yeah. It, it, it was it was a, a beautiful ending, I thought, because, you know, they had that moment just to, for all the characters to see uh, just look at him on the beach. I think his brothers were the stand in for that scene. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it was nice. It was a nice, nice little tribute, nice little way for them to honor Paul Walker and for the, you know, to end the character of Brian O'Connor. Yeah. And that's the end. It's like basically the end of an era. So, yeah. And and. With one more movie to talk about, this is going to see a crazy shift in the movie. And I guess we have been dropping the, you know, the little Easter eggs for it because The Fate of the Furious is different, man. It's, it's a different movie. It's a different sure feel. Is. Everything mm-hmm. is just different about it. And I just, well, I just started like watching, rewatching it again yesterday. And I was just like, oof. Geez. I mean, the director straight out of the comp, like F. Gary Gray, it's like, I mean, he is who he is. It's like a different director, and it's like a different vibe. And then it's not just the movie. It's all the surrounding stuff surrounding this movie. And it's like you realize how important Paul Walker was. It's like the glue in the bridge once he wasn't there. Because I don't think they had beef, the Rock and Vin Diesel, Paul Walker's there. I think somehow they get smoothed out. Because it was. it's a funny thing where... Ty, like it was kind of like Tyrese. It was like it was almost like ganging up on the rock. Yeah. Yep. Because it wasn't just Vin Diesel. Because you know, Tyrese started that. Like you heard some stuff and you heard Tyrese complain about people being selfish when they did the whole spin-offs or anything like that. And then you heard like the rock say something. Like, you know, I'm glad to work with professionals not candy asses. And you're like the Rock normally don't, and the, the thing is, The Rock is a professional when it comes to stuff. He normally don't talk like that. Like, so something had to really happen to piss him off. And then it came out where it's like, you know, him and Vin Diesel had beef. And people were like, oh, they're just doing this for the movie. What? That's how they like wrestling. And people thought that. And keep in mind, they were together when they introduced the trailer for the Super Bowl. Yeah. But it was and awkward. They, it was super awkward, though. Mm-hmm. And then you didn't see them together since. And then you watch the movie and you definitely notice it. Yeah, because he said the, he's, he said like um you'll see in the movie I'm talking to you know I have more scenes with the one per you know I guess it's something like that. Yeah, I was talking to people more than other people. Yes, and it's very very noticeable. And it's like oh, so it wasn't just a whole. We just doing this for a spotlight. It's like they really did this. They really didn't like each other, and you heard that, and then you heard more, and then you hear stuff about how they had uh they were gonna have like a scene at the end of that one, they, and for like the DVD release or something, and then like teasing the Hobbs and Shaw, and then Vin Diesel apparently got mad and had him take it out, and it was like a lot of noise because the original one of the original producers with um what's his name. Not matter if I gotta look it up. So, because it wasn't just a whole Vin Diesel 
um, rock thing. Like it started with that, and then you know, Ludacris, like Ludacris got involved a little bit. Tyrese got involved with a lot. People cracking jokes about how you mess with my money and yada 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 and stuff like that. And then he made that video because Tyrese was going through money, pro- like his own problems. Yeah, he was going like through money jokes. and mental health and all that type of stuff. And he got in it. Yes. It was just like, oh, okay. And then Neil Moretz got taken off of the movies. So he was, because matter of fact, because it was supposed to be, he was supposed to be lead producer for Hobbs and Shaw. And he got removed from that. So he filed a lawsuit. And then Universal removed them from all of the future Fast and Furious movies. Didn't, so they, didn't a lot of people shift to Hobbs and Shaw? Like a lot of people that working you know, in the background and like yeah, because yeah, the to- writer, yeah, because the writer that normally writes for them is doing Hobbs and Shaw. They have a different writer that's doing Fast and Furious Nine. It's not Chris Morgan. So, and apparently the Rock and Vin Diesel like work things out. They're on the same page now. So whatever issues they had. It's cool, but it's like it's a lot of noise. Like Furious Eight caused a whole lot of stuff, both good and bad. It was it was a lot of noise that was involved with that, and the fallout is still being felt to this day. And it's just funny how, yeah, Furious Seven is like that's the high note. Not to say it won't reach that high again. But I'm like, I don't know if they're gonna have another movie that hit a, a billion five. Like this wasn't a billion dollar franchise when this movie came out. Yeah. It, it just it, it made money, but it never made a billion dollars. And again, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but sometimes with deaths and, you know, when a character dies, the movie gets more, you know, built up that way because people yeah. want to, you know, pay respects and people. Not, I mean, there's something to be said about build up to a certain way. Not we double what we made from the last one that made the most out of all of them. They more than double what Fast and Furious 6 made. Think about it. That's it. I mean, the money was insane. And I don't know. I just hope that, you know, everything, like you said, everything is worked out because I think all everybody working as one is better than them doing this over here and them doing that over there, unless everybody's on one accord about it. And I just felt like I'm 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 super interested. I can't wait to see Hobbs and Shaw just to see how this movie plays in that universe. Yes, because it's like you have, because now that's the whole thing. You have a movie universe now, and it's like you have, you know, you have like, it's funny where you get the Fast and Furious stuff, but it's more streamlined, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because like you don't, like the Rock and Jason Statham get to like breathe, and they can do their own thing while having about Vin Diesel's ego. I'll just look at the budget, $200 million budget. Well, I was listening to this podcast and I can't think of the name of it now, but they were saying that maybe a character like Shaw works better in the universe, but not actually with the Fast and Furious. Because again, you still have that thing of you killed Han, like you and you like, try to kill and you try to kill me. Yeah, so it's like okay, you know, not to spoil anything about the eighth one because we'll talk about the one next week, but. You yeah you looked out for me but it still should be that like I don't know fam you, you I'll call you when I need you not like you, you not like you a part of the team Ramsey I can deal with because that was kind of like organic but like you said having two Texas two two tech uh, people in the movie is just different 
Yeah, and it's like it gave well one it lets Tej have hands, and then two it's like Ramsey being there as dynamic because it's like Roman and Tej are like the fulcrums to Ramsey because they both they both trying to get Ram- <laughs> they both trying to get Ramsey in their own way. But it's always like playful. It's not like a whole malicious thing. It's just funny how they both go because it's it's hilarious. Like Roman was Mister Ladies Man, mm-hmm. and now like he can get. He rich. He can get whatever he want. Ted, it seemed like it never was an issue with him getting one. It was like, you just assume you get him. He just never made a big deal. And now they both just, yeah, I want her. I can just, I can I just. I mean, I get why. I get why. Especially the whole Ted thing. Because it's like, she's a hacker. I'm a hacker. We both smart. We both type through the same thing. And we have all these, like, dangerous stuff together. So we have those memories. Roman is like, well, I can't let him get it. I need that. Roman just seemed like I might just hating. <laughs> yeah. Roman's like, Roman's like he just being greedy. Almost oh, definitely. You know, he, he just, Roman's being Roman. <laughs> like you say, he thinks he's a ladies man, so he feel like he can get all the, you know, chicks or whatever. Now that, you know, Tej is like, well, you know, I like her too or whatever. It's just that competition. And I wouldn't be surprised in the ninth one if, if one of them have, have gotten with her. Well, I would be. Because it might be something where neither, I'd be surprised. I would be, I could easily see neither one of them. Because, you know, because this is kind of like, not just the character, but the actress itself. Like, you know, they like her. She never says she like any of them. True. But I know she just might be, she she could just see me be somebody. Because you never, I guess we'll find out in Fast and Furious 9. They already started shooting that. They've already had people together and it'll be it'll be weird seeing Mia without Brian oh she is Mia is uh, back in this um, nine yes yes she is uh, how's that gonna play Brian home watching the kids <laughs> I mean yeah I, that qu- I'm sure that question will be addressed and I'm, I'm a little nervous I don't want to say what they're gonna do but I, if they do that I don't know how that's going to make some like super super diehards feel about the franchise, because if they just be like, "Oh, well, he got killed," and blah blah blah, you know, it's going to be like, "What? Wait a minute, you gave him a great send off." But I mean, so I will just say this before we wrap it up. So they fair early box office projection for Hobbs and Shaw. They say around fifty five to sixty five opening weekend. Would you take the under or over? Over. Yeah, I I take the over because like nothing else is out. They they pick the best time in August. It's right. It's right near the end of like summer season, and it's like the movie season been low key trash. Like if you have been basically like if you weren't a Disney movie, yeah. more than likely you didn't do well this year. What everybody was fearing in Hollywood, if you if Disney monopolizing everything, I then, mean. They Disney. made good movies. It was a lot of people that didn't make. It ain't Disney fault because oh, it's no, like, no, 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 that's not. Yeah, but it's like that. Basically, what happened? Like it was basically Disney, us, and John Wick. Yeah. More, yeah. more or less. You I know. mean, if it wasn't for Spider Man, this summer would have been horrible. Mm-hmm. So they got mm-hmm. August. And I'm just. And it's another thing of it's a curiosity thing because you still have people who haven't seen Fast and Furious. Oh, Hobbs and Shaw, Fast and Furious present. I'll go check that out. I'm curious. 
Yeah, and it's like it's right around the other stuff be, be fading away. And the only thing else would be like Lion King, but that comes out this weekend. So it's like Lion King will do his thing for two weeks, and then this is out. And it's, no, it's nothing else out. Which I wonder how Lion King is going to do now because of all the... Man, it's going to do what... You heard all the jokes people made for Aladdin? Yeah. You, well, yeah. And, and how much money Aladdin made? Yeah, so I... I've learned don't pay attention to what Twitter says. Yeah. yeah, you know, and that's another thing I really have. I, I, you know, sidebar from this movie, I really have to stop doing that because sometimes I see some tweets and I get it. I get it to a certain that, you know, people are going to have their own things. There's always wrestling Twitter. It just makes me be like, what the hell are you talking about? Because some people are just wild, man. It is. Yeah. It is my- wild. Like people's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe if it's going to do Lion King, who won't see it? Who wants to see it? And they project them to be somewhere between 150, 180 million dollar weekend. Yeah, I'm like it's, it. it's 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 the and I laugh at the whole the CGI don't look real. I'm like it's look a little better than the Jungle Book. I remember the Jungle Book. I remember how cool they look. Like it's lions. <laughs> what do you, what That's you, talking. Like, what do you what want do them we, to look like? Yeah, like you can't use a real lion. Like I don't. The biggest thing I, has been the, the the biggest thing I've seen has been from the people who've seen it already complaining about the voice acting. That's what I've been hearing. That's what I've been seeing mostly. Now that I can see, because if you don't, it's the difference between getting famous people to do voices and getting voice actors to do do it. So if that's a complaint. That's fine. And of course, animation. Is different because you can convey emotion better because you can draw it compared to like CGI. And you're trying to make it photorealistic. That, but that whole it looked like CGI from the '90s. Um, no, it don't. Yeah, I'm like, let's slow your roll. Like people acting like it looked like a Genesis cutscene. Like, cut it out. Like, like, like what? Some watch, watch some old like go watch X Men, the first oh, one. Yeah, or like Blade Two. Or like some of the movies, like it's a reason why Jurassic Park and Terminator Two age a lot better than like other movies. Like CGI is hard. CGI is very hard to do well, and it's expensive to do very well. And we kind of take it for granted to the point where it's like we can watch the Avengers, and it's like, oh, that's that's cool. <laughs> that it was physically impossible to do that like 15 years ago. Oh yeah, the Let's- stuff they do. Just go back and go back to YouTube and just try to go watch the old uh, uh, Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> yeah, I bet you'll look at the, uh, the Fantastic Four that came out when two early two thousands. Different. Yeah, like you know, like the Jungle Book. They talking about was the one guy that little kid acting by himself. Everything else was everything else was computer green screen. And I remember seeing that movie. The movies. I'm like, the only reason I know it's fake is I know animals don't talk. That's the only reason I knew because I watched it. I'm like, this is scary how immersive I am. Like, I'm just accepting the fact that a bear is talking and dancing and it looks realistic. Yeah. And I'm like, it didn't seem right how well it's done. And that part, it wasn't like, oh, it looks trash. Like, it didn't look trash. It looked like, okay, I know this tiger doesn't talk like Idris Elba because I know tigers don't talk. But it's throwing my brain off because I'm seeing this tiger move his mouth and it sounds realistic. He moves realistically. And it's like, that was the part that's throwing me off. And I can see that if it's like seeing this with the Lion King and 
you want Donald Glover to sing a song with some soul. <laughs> yeah, good. You know, good luck with that. And the the less you say about Beyonce, Beyonce's acting skills, the better. So those type of criticisms I can see. As far as how it looks, nah. And this whole and the wrap up, I just laugh how awesome the Lion King is. This classic that can't be touched. I remember people talking about oh, the Lion King was just a rip off of an old Japanese movie and it's not original to begin with and yada yada yada. And now all of a sudden it's an untouchable classic. Is that is that what we do now? Because I heard the same thing on like you can't redo a lad. And I'm like, why not? They ain't the Godfather. People it's a just movie. Like to talk. You can you can remake anything. People just like to talk and, and just say anything because yeah. Who, who this- is it? Who is it for? The kids. Don't see it. You don't want to see it. Don't see it. You ain't got to see it. You do not have to see it. It's that easy. Well, if you want to uh, get in touch with us on social media, you can follow me at Jeff versus the world on Facebook at Jeff versus the world podcast. And if you got any questions, comments, you can hit me up at Jeff versus the world on yahoo.com. Shahida, give them yours. I am at Philly drugs. That's Philly underscore drugs. And be on the lookout because something special is coming. Um, it's time to start talking sports real soon. A couple of months, about a month away? About the month or mm-hmm. we were going to be talking about some sports. Uh, Shahid is a, unfortunately, he's a Philadelphia Eagles fan and a 76ers fan, but we are not going to hold anything against him for that. Yeah. I trust the process and enjoy my team being winners. Shouts out. Someone that- Shouts out to all all the Vikings fans out there. Minnesota Vikings and, unfortunately, my Timberwolves. Skull. Skull. Am I doing that right? (laughs) The disrespect is real right now. Uh, Y'all paid Kirk Cousins all that money thinking y'all had Brock Lesnar and you had Chad Gable. You know what's interesting about that, too, is I was having, I, I just going to say this real quick, that uh-huh. I saw an uh, interview with him where he was saying, oh, I know how I played last year, and I'm a, I know I have great numbers in the regular season, but I got to start winning playoff games. Yeah, no shit. Look, I get, we can wrap up and say, everybody knew that was going to happen. Everybody knew. But it's like, you know why it is like Case Keenum was fine. You can't win a Super Bowl with fine. And if you figure like, you know, if Case Keenum was fine and Kirk Cousins is decent and we got the NFC Championship game with fine, I bet if we had decent. The problem is you pay him like he's great and he's just decent. Like I've never a whole thing of like overpay, underpay. It's like the money's the money. It's whatever. It's about who you choose to pay. I was fine with the if they had signed somebody back, Case Keenum or Teddy Bridgewater, but they left both of them go, and I was just like, what? what? Why? Keep one of them. Try to keep at least one of them, because I don't know, man. I think we just I I, I I'm hoping for a better season, but I mean, football is about timing and leverage. Most of the people that get paid the most is not because they're necessarily the best, especially quarterbacks. Just happen to be it's my turn now. And I'm good enough to make, as you know, Matthew Stafford have to be at that time. It's time for me to get paid. Ugh, one, of the, con- one of the best. His contract yeah, is disgusting. Yeah, it's just, uh, I would be mad to be that a Detroit man Lions fan. Is gonna make a ha- quarter of a billion dollars. He ain't never make a Pro Bowl. 
Ugh. You know how hard it has to be to be a quarterback and not and he's been playing for what almost a decade and you had Calvin Johnson. You made Calvin you Johnson had, retire. And I mean Derek Anderson made one Pro Bowl. I'm like, you didn't make one? That was an alternate? You that takes talent. I would just say that. Y'all talk about Sam Bradford cheating his way to the bank and everything like that. Don't be sleeping on Matthew Stafford because, like, <laughs> I mean, it's just all—it's all about timing. The whole thing, like Carson went silent. He said, "Oh, oh, what if he get hurt?" It's football. People get hurt. Unless you Russell Wilson, you're going to get hurt playing quarterback sooner or later. And it's like he played his first season, didn't get hurt. Second one, he blotted ACL. People get blind ACL in his third wing. He broke it. this whole. People say health is skill. I'm like, if health is a skill, then how do you improve it? How do you improve the ability to not get hurt? Like, this isn't like a video game where it's like I put more experience points into health, like Legend of Zelda 2, and not get hurt. Like, that's not how it works. It's, it's football. You're going to get hurt. If you don't have anybody better and you're not going to get anybody better, you pay him. And it's cheaper to pay him now than you do before. It's like, they know. When you have a young quarterback that's good, you pay him. If I would never trust a team that had a young quarterback and didn't pay him because it's so hard to get a quarterback. And I get why Minnesota did what it did, but as long, I don't like I don't like to be on your team. But <laughs> as long as I've been alive, Minnesota has always been <laughs> searching for that quarterback. Always it's- since I've been, I you know whoever has been Randall Cunningham, Brad George. Yeah. Dyson, Warren Moon, like Dante Corbett was the closest they no, had. No, he won't. No, 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 he won't. He blew out his knee. No, yes, he was. No, he won't. No, he won't. Do you know what? You know what I tell people about Dante Culpepper? Dante Culpepper was was privileged to play with Randy Moss, and Randy Moss made him a lot better than he was. He had Chris Carter, Randy Moss, Jake Reed. How can no. you not? He Dante Culpepper put up great numbers. Not there that one year, mm. right? Dante Culpepper's issue was he hurt his knee. That's what happened. I, you can be, you can feel salty all you want. I am. I am. <laughs> this whole thing, like, oh, and he just had Randy Moss. He had, like, he had talented receivers. A lot of people had talented receivers. Um, didn't Kirk Cousins have talented receivers? Yeah. Does Minnesota have two very talented receivers? Yeah, but Kirk Cousins, never mind. Okay. So I'm like, yeah, talented receivers don't – I've been on both sides of the argument. I've seen quarterbacks who had talented receivers who haven't done jack squat, and I've seen great quarterbacks who didn't have – like, Don McNair looked a lot better when he had Terrell Owens and, like, Deshaun Jackson than when he had James Thrash. Granted, I'll give you that. I just felt that no. as the team – as okay, and once Moss went away, and I'll give you credit, yes, the injury did play a factor into it he just wasn't the same as far as getting the ball to the receivers now he he used to be uh he was almost pre ben roethlisberger because he was was, he was hard to take down he was a big receiver and he was just like he was elusive he was cam newton before cam newton okay yeah i can go with that that was he was because he was a huge man that was mobile and agile and he had a cannon he blood his ACL back when like ACL injuries could put you out. Like if it happened now, it'd be no big deal. Like, okay, you come back like six, seven months, and after that first year back, you back, you know, how you were. Not back then, it's like he had it, he won the same. Happens. 
And I know it's like, you know, it's a reason why Miami chose him instead of Drew Brees. Because they had a chance to get both. And they trusted Dante's knee more than Drew Brees' shoulder. Isn't that insane? Going you know, back now, I bet you it was like, wow, we really messed this up. There's a universe where Miami chooses Drew Brees and Nick Saban does not leave Miami. And pro football, college football, and the Saints all look completely different. Just think about that. Imagine if Drew, if Miami's like, you know what, we're going to get Drew Brees. And Nick Saban's already there. Drew Brees healthy. Nick Saban's offense. It's, a di- it's different. It's a lot different. Miami, yeah, Nick Saban has at least two Super Bowl rings, probably more. He maybe eventually goes to college, goes back to college. Maybe he doesn't. We, we, that's almost a sad. That's almost a sad. thinking like Texas had the chance to get Nick Saban. Like, nah, we gonna keep Mac Brown for one more year. How that story came out, and I just started laughing. I sent it to Cam. I'm like, can you imagine that? <laughs> y'all could have had Nick. Y'all could have had Nick Saban in Texas. Wow, we just gonna you know how many? You know how many championships? Like all them Texas athletes, you think they ain't been no backwards? And Stem like. I think all the great people, I'm like, all these great QBs and athletes from Texas, and they not going to UT. They going everywhere else. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And I get told, well, you don't understand how Texas football works. I'm like, well, neither does UT, apparently. Uh oh. (laughs) So, y'all tell me that all y'all want. It's like, I do watch, I watch college football. I'm a Penn State fan. I know about the importance of recruiting. That was always just wondering, like, UT is this big time billionaire school with all these big time boosters y'all should be able to get whoever y'all want like Texas is football heaven y'all should be able to get whoever y'all want and you know that's really interesting too that you say that because me being a Gators fan it's different when you winning man when you winning you can get those recruits but as soon as you stop winning it ain't easy it is not easy oh well on that note (laughs) yep we are going to get out of here. Shout out to all my Street Fighter purists. Uh, I got love for you, Mortal Kombat, but, you know, Street Fighter is the OG. Mm-hmm. And one day, one day we'll explain how the fact that Sagat lost 50 pounds in three moves from Street Fighter Alpha to Street Fighter 2, even though Street Fighter Alpha happened before Street Fighter 2. But that's neither here nor there. So, <laughs> All right. We out of here. Peace. Peace.